ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Hong Kong, Italy, and Mexico, and in the states of New York, South Carolina, and West Virginia, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is walk the labyrinth. Find a labyrinth in your area, indoors or out, and walk it. Before you enter it, say a prayer asking for you what asking for what you want to release and receive. As you walk into the center, you will release what you no longer need. In the center, you will hear answers from your higher self or God. As you walk out, you will be lighter and move more into your true self. The labyrinth is a sacred spiritual tool that dates back at least as far as cave drawings. The fact that it has lasted so long is an indication of its power and effectiveness. It helps us heal physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The energy within the labyrinth is created through sacred geometry, and it brings the power of the spiritual realm to earth. Everything that happens when we are in the labyrinth has meaning. It's up to us to pay attention and recognize signs as answers to prayer and not just happenstance or coincidence. For instance, someone walking through the labyrinth rather than around it or people talking loudly rather than whispering could indicate that people in our lives are not respecting our boundaries or are encroaching on our space. We need to be aware of what we're thinking or questions that we're asking because the answers can come from within or from our surroundings. 
In one instance, I had sunlight break through the clouds to indicate movement into joy. The universe is always talking to us through signs. Those signs are magnified when we're in the labyrinth. Now let's do two things that provide spiritual protection from fear. If you're concerned about violence, natural disasters, the economy, and the pandemic, this is something you can do to help. The visualization heals the earth and you of fear and replaces it with love and light. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. This raises your frequency and the earth's frequency, bringing more positivity to everyone and everything on the planet. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big, bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so no negative energy can get inside. Use this anytime you leave your home or if you're feeling anxious while inside. As Juan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change in our lives. They want to help us with little things and big things. As co-creators, it's our job to open the door and invite them in. Because we have free will, they are limited in what they can do without our explicit requests for their help. Someone I'm very fond of was admitted to the intensive care unit recently. I found out late at night was given limited information and was too far away to do anything. I was worried about her well-being and feeling helpless. In moments like this, the only thing I can do is the most helpful course of action. I offered prayers on her behalf and called in an angel who I work with often. I gave her permission in a positive way only to help me relax, sleep well, and know what to do in the morning. I did sleep well, woke up calm, and immediately went into action to get more information and connect with people who knew her so we could form a kind of support group. I kept offering prayers for her healing and my peace. She made a quick recovery and within a couple of days was in a regular room with a diagnosis and a plan for her treatment. We can all use help and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm. By participating in my guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, you will receive a thousand angels into your life and connect with the angelic part of yourself that's still in heaven. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world. For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health, we can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, joy, kindness, compassion, 
forgiveness and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our returning guest today, Ariane Burgess, who's here to talk about the power of the labyrinth. After our episode last week with Vera Lopez and Dr. Linda Starwolf, I received the following email from Celeste. I really enjoyed hearing the discussion about the mysteries of Peru and how the Andes Mountains are like portals that open up for divine feminine rays that the universe sends to Mother Earth. I found it intriguing that the mysteries are revealed to us based on how we present ourselves and how much we are willing to hear. I also thought their explanation of the law of reciprocity was beautiful. Thank you for always having guests that share such interesting and important information. You're welcome, Celeste, and thank you. The law of reciprocity is so important. Many of us, especially women, still believe that it's better to give than receive. What we really need is a balance between the two. If we deplete ourselves, we have no energy to give to others. I know people who have wound up in the hospital with exhaustion because they had not learned how to receive. The shift in the Earth's energy that's occurring now is helping us open ourselves up to receiving and giving in a way that protects our own health and well-being while we also help others. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode on this page. For more on how to connect with the earth and nature, please listen to some of my previous shows like August 20, 2020 with Irvin Laszlo, Reconnecting to the Source, How It Can Change You and Transform the World. July 21, 2016 with Tamarack Song, Communicating with Nature, and July 23, 2015 with Sandra Ingerman, Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Signs, Symbols, and Synchronicity posted in November 2015. This blog reminds us that the universe is always communicating with us if we just listen. Here's an excerpt. The signs, symbols, and synchronicities in our lives are constant, but in our skepticism, we can spend a lot of time denying them. When we open up to the possibility of these magical experiences, we feel connected, joyful, and grateful. Last week, for instance, my phone decided to call my daughter who was on a hike. It was sitting next to me and I hadn't touched it. I assumed she would be out of communication and I just thought it was a technological glitch. Within two minutes, I received a group text from her telling us that she had completed her adventure. 
My phone was dialing her while she was writing her text. My guides were alerting me that she was safe and back in communication. To read the rest of this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on Dr. Paula Speaks Her Truth. My current affirmation for you helps people heal physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. As we raise our frequency through vibration, we can help heal ourselves. Healing is not something that is done to us. To be most effective, there needs to be a three-way partnership, the divine, the person in need of healing, and the practitioners, which include doctors and alternative healthcare professionals. All three partners are needed to create the optimal conditions for healing. We can have the best doctors and healers, but if we don't want to get better, the odds are against our doing so. The opposite is also true. The will to live can create miracles. One way to assist in our own healing is to say this affirmation, which is a form of prayer. Let's say it together now. God's healing love flows through me now, making me whole and free. Love vibrates at the highest frequency and helps us become whole and free from all disease and discomfort. I have been using this affirmation for about a year now to help with my own healing. We can add to the power of this affirmation by imagining specific colors coming from the heavenly planes through the top of our head and filling our whole body. Use pink for emotional healing, blue for mental healing, green for physical healing, gold for spiritual healing, and purple for overall well-being. Say it with me one more time and then breathe in the colors that you need. God's healing love flows through me now, making me whole and free. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Until Tuesday, Dr. Katie Jane was going to be here to talk about making the most of 2021 and beyond with Vedic astrology. As it turns out, the timing was exactly wrong. She lives in India, and because of the dramatic increase in COVID-19 cases there, she was confined to her house. She isn't allowed to leave, even to go to her office, where she was planning on doing our interview. Fortunately, I was prepared with a pre-recorded interview that came about in a surprising way. Ariane Burgess had been on our show last September 3rd. During the show, she talked about the labyrinth she had built in New York City and the amazing experience she had in the building of it and afterwards. Since I love the labyrinth, I asked her if she would pre-record an interview with me that I would use when I had a guest who canceled last minute like Dr. Jane did. My silver lining is the opportunity to share a powerful tool that Ariane Burgess and I both have a deep connection with and love of. I was prepared today with a pre-record because of previous experiences where I wasn't so well prepared. I learned the hard way that I need to always have a show available as a backup. That was the silver lining from the past. Since this is a pre-record, I have chosen to tell you more about Ariane after the break and to put in here the upcoming shows. Please join us next Thursday when Emoda 
May will join us to discuss falling open in a world falling apart. On May 13th, when Gary Stewart will be here to talk about quantum activation, and on May 20, when Stephanie James will join us to discuss how to live a spark-filled life. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I will send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. You can go to my website and learn more about renting my two guided meditation videos. One guides you to experience two past lives and the other awakens your inner angelic light body. Rent them at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, what emotions do you want to release in the labyrinth? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Ariane Burgess, who's here to talk about the power of the labyrinth. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners. And as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or make a donation, please call 1-866-472-5795 or email Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And now I want to introduce you to our guest today, Ariane Burgess is a regenerative designer. She designs and implements regenerative projects, which include the Labyrinth for Contemplation in Battery Park, New York, and the Fintorn Food Forest in Scotland. Ariane is passionate about creating labyrinths and facilitating transformative learning spaces for people who want to embrace regenerative design as a response to the crisis points currently converging on Earth. She lives in Scotland where she works with the Findhorn Eco-Village other communities and Gaia University. I'm so pleased to welcome back Ariane Burgess, who's here to talk about the power of the labyrinth. Ariane, it's really a pleasure to have you again on the air. We had so much fun the first time and talked a little bit about the labyrinth and discovered our joint love of it. So I, I am looking forward to us having a whole show about the labyrinth. And if you'd begin by telling us a little bit about your special connection with the labyrinth. Well, it is wonderful to be back. And I think that it's great that we're talking about the labyrinth in these times because it's such a great tool for people to get connected and centered and relief from anxiety, all kinds of things. So I'm really glad we're having the conversation. My special connection, I guess, was started at birth, although I didn't know it, but uh, at the point when my parents chose to call me Ariane. So as a child, I grew up knowing about the myth of Theseus and the Minotaur and this Greek um, uh, character, Ariadne, who gave Theseus the the golden thread to go into the labyrinth and kill the the Minotaur. And uh, so I was aware of the mythology, uh, but it was later on in life that I, I got to a point where I well, actually, I, what happened is I had spent seven days dancing um, in Devon with 13 women. I love that number, 13. Uh-huh. And um, on my way home, I, um, I passed by Glastonbury Tor, and I didn't really know anything about it, um, except I'd heard a lot about, oh, this is a very special place. And I stopped, and I walked up the tour, and I'm... We'll come back to it a little bit later in the story, maybe. But I walked up the tour and, you know, having spent this seven days dancing with these amazing women. And then I traveled to um, I traveled to the south of Scotland where I was staying. And on my journey there, it just popped into my um, mind. I kind of almost woke up one morning and said, what would happen if Ariadne built the labyrinth as opposed to Daedalus, who in the Greek mythology is just a kind of genius um, kind of designer, builder, Daedalus, who builds the labyrinth. And then I set about uh, making my first labyrinth. And 
I, I took, I did it in a very ceremonial way. I didn't, you know, never done this before. I found a, a, a um, the place where I was staying. There was an abandoned old fruit or- orchard with a fallen down wall. And I thought, okay, I'm going to use these bricks and I'm going to make this labyrinth. And I did it in a very slow way, no hurrying. I it was something very important about a being quality entering into the making process. And it took me two weeks, not every hour of the day, but just slowly, slowly. And of course, labyrinths for those maybe who are not familiar with them are just a pattern laid out in the on the ground or a cloth. They're not high walls where you you can't see like a, a, a maze, a hedge maze. They're you complete. You can see the whole pattern. And I think a lot of people look at them and go, well, so what's the big deal? But it's the the mystery is when you actually start to walk them. Um, you know that's the the special thing about them. You can see it in its entirety, and yet there's something special that happens. Some magic happens. So that's that was the beginning of my journey. And when I the day I finished it, two friends arrived uh, to visit me, and I said, "Come and come and walk the labyrinth." And so I they were like, "What's this?" <laughs> so um, I took them into the forest, into the uh, fruit orchard. And um, told them what to do, and they set about walking the labyrinth. And as I watched them, I, I felt like I got this kind of download, which was make labyrinths in New York City. So just for listeners to know that at the time I was actually full-time living in New York City, this was me just coming back to Scotland, my 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 place of birth and origin, um, for for a visit for, for a while. So anyway, I got this download. And uh, some months later, I went back to New York City and I thought, well, how am I going to do this? I, I, you know, where would I do them? And then the most amazing story unfolded over a number of years, five or six, seven years of making labyrinths in New York City. This is so so powerful. Um, You know, one of the things that you said was there's a being quality to the making of the labyrinth, and that's the way I feel about walking the labyrinth, but I never thought about it in terms of making it as well, because to me, walking the labyrinth is a walking meditation. It's really an inward um, experience and a connection to um, whatever words one wants to use, the, our inner wisdom, our higher self, the divine God, Jesus. I mean, it's it, it doesn't matter which words we use. It's the concept of um, something that's much bigger than us. Like you were saying, the download, you know, where it came from exactly isn't as important, I don't think, as the fact that being in the labyrinth gave you the ability to hear it. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, that, it's like there's something about the labyrinth. I've, I've facilitated so many walks now, um, uh, labyrinth walks for people, and there is something about entering that path that brings uh, this inner stillness for people so they can, yeah, they can open, something else opens up. And for for some people, it's not actually necessarily while walking the labyrinth. Some people experience that opening up happening the following day or a few days later. Well, that's interesting because it um, maybe just opens us to a greater awareness and maybe we pay more attention to signs, to synchronicity, 
to um, that inspiration that we suddenly get that we're not sure where it came from? Yes, absolutely. And I, I, so, so the, the thing about the labyrinth is that, well, so the thing about life is that it tends to be set up in such a way that we're constantly in strategic mode. We're kind of constantly planning what our next step is, what we're going to do. And that's activating the left brain, which is kind of the rational mind. And that's kind of what dominates uh, in our kind of the worldviews we live in, in kind of North America, Europe, um, I'd say. And, um, and I think part of the work that many of us and probably many of your listeners are busy with is how do we tap into that right side of the brain, which is the more intuitive, collaborative um, side. And the labyrinth is a tool that can do that. And why is that? It's because there's a path laid out. So the left side of the brain that wants to strategize and where am I going, what am I doing, kind of gets um, allowed to take a break because there's the path and all you have to do is walk it. And uh, so you're, as you're walking it, that allows the more associative, creative um, processes to, to activate. And that's where people often experience they've strugg- maybe been struggling in their lives with um, you know, trying to find a way through something, a problem. And they come to the labyrinth and because the process of walking the labyrinth allows the associative parts of themselves to open up and start to kind of join internal dots, um, they get they get answers. Uh, yes, and you're also away from all of the distractions. I mean, no matter how many people are in the labyrinth, whether you're by yourself or with a group, there's a, um, a respectful a respectful uh, environment that gets created where you give people their space and and we respect the silence so that we can go within ourselves and um, and and be open to more than is available to us when we're busy um, living our lives in um, as you say the planning the strategizing the um, it, just making sure everything works right, you know, that you get from yeah. one place to the next. Um, yeah. Um, so, and uh, have you had any, well, but before we talk about that, I, you mentioned that there are various purposes uh, for walking the labyrinth. And you just mentioned one of problem solving. We've also talked about hearing uh, the creativity and hearing our inner wisdom or our higher selves, the spiritual realm. What what else? You said that this time with COVID and um, everything else that's going on, that the labyrinth is a powerful tool for releasing anxiety. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, that and the other purposes that you see. Yeah, so just, again, simply um, having a tool that you can go to and, and um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be one you walk. You can get finger labyrinths as well. But having that tool that you can have a regular practice with in a regular rhythm. I mean, my preference is um, a labyrinth in nature where I can kick off my shoes uh, and, and walk barefoot. But, um, you know, just that kind of the process of walking in this circular motion back and forth 
is it has such a calming effect and I've seen that happening um, for people I, I made quite a few of the labyrinths in New York City in Mott Haven which is an area in the South Bronx where the people are quite uh, working with children who you know, from coming, growing up in quite stressful situations. And that was one of the things that we used the labyrinths purposely for, was to give them a place where they could walk and um, become calm inside themselves and um, release from anxiety. Um, I, I, I had a very interesting experience of doing a labyrinth where I had a cloth one and I took it to a place um um, in Washington Heights with a friend who worked there and this was a place where people had disabilities so people were in wheelchairs so they couldn't walk the labyrinth but they found a power and a sense of inner calm by watching other people walking it and I thought that was really remarkable so it's something about you don't necessarily have to be the one walking but there's some kind of exchange occurring by witnessing it as well. That's really powerful. Um, yeah. I, I love um, that story this and, and that insight because that's new to me. I also do labyrinth walks, lead labyrinth walks, and that had never occurred to me. So you've just given me um, some important information. This is a good time for us to take a break and then to come back and talk more about some of your special experiences um, with the labyrinth. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, please go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows, uplifting messages, um, new information, thoughts of the day, and so on. And the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, on your paper, write down, how can you use the labyrinth to help yourself grow? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Ariane Burgess, who's here to talk about the power of the labyrinth. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and reimaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down, <clears throat> excuse me, how you can use the labyrinth to help yourself grow. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Malkades can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Ariane Burgess to talk more about the power of the labyrinth. Um Ariane, you have so many great insights and so much experience creating the labyrinth and and, um, walking the labyrinth and leading groups through it. Talk with us a a little bit about some of your experiences that really stand out. Oh, where to where to start? Well, Um, I've got got one. I've got one. Okay, Um, I've got one, and then let's see where we go. so not lot, so as you um, mentioned at the top of the sh- uh, the show, um, I cr- I was um, commissioned to create the labyrinth uh, of contemplation, which is in Battery Park, New York City, and that was built for the first anniversary of September 11th. It was kind of the first memorial before the memorial, um, and the story of how that came about. Um, so, as I said earlier, I was making labyrinths in the South Bronx in Mott Haven, and we were working on a really wonderful project. It was in um, a, a large empty lot, and we were making the labyrinth out of tree trunks that were uh, we were we were getting them uh, from a from a tree surgeon who was um, having to cut them down for housing development. And uh, so we were, it was painstakingly beautiful. It was a shark cathedral labyrinth made out of these tree trunks, but not laid out flat. But we dug them into trenches on end. So it was, um, yeah, it was just a really an amazingly beautiful piece of work. And uh, we were making them with kids who lived in the neighborhood. Uh, it was really a labor of love. Um, but the parts department had a different idea and they decided without telling us that they didn't want it and they bulldozed it. So we had the support of the local council member, council member Reed. And uh, so he convened a meeting and we, we had this meeting in the nearby school building. And there we were sitting in 
um, tiny little kids' chairs, these grown men in their suits, kind of like sitting in the chairs. It was really an amazing thing. And Councilmember Reed basically said to the commissioner, um, you, you, you need to make amends. How are you going to make amends? This is wrong what you did, all that work for these kids over this time. So the commissioner said he would make amends. And he, and he even was quoted saying that in the New York Times. And um, so lo and behold, when it came time for the um, Labyrinth and Battery Park to be made, the Battery Park Conservancy got in touch with me and they said, we think we'd like to make a labyrinth, but we're not sure if the Parks Department will uh, know what it is. So could you write a, you know, could you come up with some drawings and write a bit of a proposal and we'll take it to them. And when the... Um, the um, Battery Park Conservancy CEO went to the meeting, she was astounded because the parks commissioner who had been working in the Bronx now worked in, in Manhattan and he knew what labyrinths were. So he was like, of course you can, you know, this was the moment where he got to make amends. So he was like, of course um, you can install a labyrinth there. And it's still there um, after all these years. Uh, and actually it was intended to really just be there for a few years as a kind of initial place, but it's become a really, really well-loved place. And um, I'm, I still get messages from people who've gone um, to, to find it and had a great experience. So not long after it was built, it was uh, International Women's Day. Uh, so that's in March, 8th of March. And in New York City, around the 8th of March, there's still there can still be snow on the ground. But I put the call out to, you know, across the city, come and walk the labyrinth on International Women's Day. So all these, and, and I got to the labyrinth, and of course there was still some snow, but it had melted. But the ground was kind of a bit muddy because the labyrinth for contemplation is actually a grass path, um, just demarcated with um, um, Belgian block uh, cobblestones. So there are all these amazing women, and some of them more nature-connected than others. Some of them there in kind of high-heeled shoes. So I was thinking, oh, my goodness, how are we going to do this? Because, you know, high-heeled shoes and grass don't really mix when they're, you know, like the stiletto-type heels. So we started to walk the labyrinth, and, um, and, and going in was kind of quite difficult going. Um, and... What I noticed is that people were, you know, worrying about the path, worrying about the mud, worrying about their footwear. They were kind of like in a very outward experience. They weren't really enjoying it, but trying to. We got into the middle and we we, we sang some songs. It was really wonderful. It was very connecting and powerful. And I thought, okay, how do we how do we keep that experience as, as we go out on this muddy, snowy path? And I realized that the way we do that is just by, I just reached out my hand to the woman standing next to me and we walked out holding hands. And I realized that for me, that was a metaphor, you know, whether you're actually physically holding hands, the importance of reaching out and connecting with each other when we're going through difficult, muddy, slushy times helps us not get caught in the mud, but move through it in with grace and with more ease. So that was such a, that was such a learning for me, and and that's that's what the labyrinth can do when you're when you're walking them or leading walks and interacting with groups. You can, if you're just willing to observe what's going on, so much information can happen that you can then, you know, for me certainly, I could then take it into other places in my life. 
I know exactly what you mean. I've had those similar kinds of insights where something happens in the labyrinth and you just get this flash of, oh my gosh, this is what this means. Yes. And it, it, it just, it, it can change everything. It can seem so simple and yet change everything. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, um, there, there are all kinds of value that one gets from walking the labyrinth. I, when we had a, um, a conversation previously, just you and I talking about the labyrinth, you told me about um, a, a school, a boy who was in school, a young man who was coming to the labyrinth every week, and you happened to meet him there. Would you share a, a little bit about that? Yeah, just, well, really just that, that uh, I arrived at the labyrinth. I, I had a personal commitment to go and walk the labyrinth for contemplation uh, almost daily. And I arrived um, one afternoon and there was this young African-American man in the middle of the labyrinth by himself, you know, no one else there. And I just waited to the side, respectfully let him have the space. And he spent some time in the middle and then he made his way out and then we had you know then I engaged him in conversation and he'd share that his I think it was his his brother had told him about it and he was making his way down to the labyrinth and he told me that he was finding it it was a you know he was making the journey because he was finding it was bringing so much benefit to his life at that time. And, and I just and, thought that was amazing because, you know, so I to, to, you know, made the effort to come up your neighborhood, to come all the way downtown, um, you know, I think that is the power of the labyrinth. It really does, if, you know, if it lands for people, it can, you know, really help and make a difference. Well, and there were two more aspects to that that made um, that really impressed me, and that was you, the the fact that he was coming from a neighborhood where the Bronx, I think you said, where life is not easy, and it's not that many people make it out into a healthy. Um, life and uh, and to make that his brother was impacted enough by it to tell his his brother about it and then it impacted him enough that he was coming on, on a weekly basis getting in the subway taking that long ride and making that effort it's life changing and it can really help people heal, it can help them um, find new options in life, it can help them find more of themselves that they can bring into the world and lead a, a, um, a better, for, for lack of a, a good word, a better life, a healthier life, a more fulfilling life, a life more filled with themselves, with who they truly are, regardless of where they grew up or the limited resources available, that the world becomes much broader when you engage with the labyrinth. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it comes back to what we were saying, which is that you do tap into other parts of yourself that maybe the external circumstances don't present or don't make available to you. And through walking, walking and working with the labyrinth, that, that opens up. 
Yeah. Um, it does. And, you know, you were talking about making a personal commitment um, daily for contemplation. And there was a time when I was walking every week, um, making that commitment at um, two different points in my life where there were huge changes going on. And it helped me in that transition to um, mourn the losses to embrace the new, <clears throat> to find more of myself, to, to let go of the parts of myself that I didn't want to carry into the next phase of my life, and to find the new parts of myself that I did want to bring forward. Yes, that is a, that's a lovely way of working with a labyrinth, to kind of walk in and reflect on uh, that, you know, the kind of reflection of walking in, the letting go in the middle, and then the kind of walking out into the new. And of course, I say to people, you never actually walk out of the labyrinth. You just, it um, it becomes invisible because really that's what the labyrinth is showing us is that if we trust the next step we're going to take and the next step and the next step, it we're always in the labyrinth. Uh, we just don't have necessarily the you know, the drawing on the ground or the laid out cobblestones that are kind of guiding us. It's it, it's really about that. Uh, we're then stepping into and continuing on with the relationship with our intuition. Um, exactly. And it's, um, I, I, I call it the labyrinth of life, you know, because it really does take us into that place where we can continue the walk and and to somehow that energy um, it, it comes with us. At some point, it becomes less important to walk the labyrinth because it's not that it doesn't also bring value every time you walk it, but it also somehow becomes a part of you. Yes, yeah, that's true, and. I mean, this is, yeah, I was thinking as, as I was preparing for the call, I, I because I made them, I knew the patterns. And so I found myself actually, I, I'd be in a you know, busy subway station um, waiting for a train and I could trace the pathway. You know, I could do my own little mini labyrinth without a labyrinth being there. And uh, that's one of the things I learned actually while I was, you know, working with them is that apparently the... Um, Mexican shamans would go into the desert and they would kind of lay out a labyrinth, do the work that they needed to do, and then put it away. So it never stayed permanently. You know, so I think it's um, more, you know, I, 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 since Shark Cathedral, the Gothic cathedrals were kind of really laid out the labyrinths and in stone and or marble and kind of defined them. And then it was wonderful to discover that actually you know, in even more ancient times, there were lots of labyrinths being made and worked with, but they were never permanent. And I, I love to call them ephemeral labyrinths. So it's this idea that you can you can make a labyrinth, use it for that moment and that purpose, and then just let it go and, and allow that impermanence to, to be there. I love that. And with that, we need to end this portion of the show. And I am so grateful that you came on talked with us about this and shared your wisdom and knowledge and insights. Thank you, Ariane. 
And I suggest that everybody check out my previous show with Ariane Burgess and visit her at ariannburgess.com and please investigate more about the labyrinth. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on social media, rent my past life regression workshop and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality, and read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, the Akashic Records, past life regressions. Dream interpretation. I'm also now able to video conference any of my speeches or workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, The I'm Awakening, or The Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support guidance and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Malkades, who's the Archangel of Spiritual Transformation. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Malkades, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me experience spiritual transformation. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Malkades, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me hear the still small voice within and connect with the divine. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. This is Dr. Pauly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.